Hello and welcome to Think About Eurovision, a Eurovision podcast with me, Chris, a Eurovision fanatic from the UK. I'm Maddie, a Eurovision fanatic pretender from Canada. And I'm Chrissy, a Eurovision old-timer, also from the UK. Today is one of our main episodes where we'll be having a look at the 2000 Eurovision Song Contest Grand Final, a year where we uh, found out the Millennium Bug was nothing to worry about. After all that planning, nothing happened. Toasters didn't go mad, planes didn't fall out the sky, and a big dome in London was an underwhelming visitor attraction for everyone involved. Absolutely, yeah. And we went to um, Stockholm, a, a city that is uh, probably getting bored of hosting the Eurovision Song Contest. Well, how many times has it done it now? A million? Twelve? Yeah, like like 20,000, something like that, yes. <laughs> I think this was the fifth time, wasn't it, by, by then? I something think. wild like that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, by then, yes. And, and Terry Wogan sums it up when he says, the unconscious madness of it all. I thought, yeah, I do miss Terry. That's the one you called the um the, the shady the shady guy um from oh last yeah time, Matty yeah he said some stuff to, that I was yeah. just like oh dear no you do not <laughs> do not say that but you know difference of opinion I guess but yeah and this was a uh, my first time from doing this podcast listening back to uh, Terry's commentary because the link I found had his commentary on it I always I prefer to watch it without commentary. Um, but this one, we did have uh, Mr. Wogan's um, commentary over the top. And, oh, I have opinions about his commentary, which I'm yeah. sure will come to <laughs> some points today. But for me, um, Kim mentioned that, you know, Eurovision started as like a, a recital and then went to a night at the symphony and then upgraded itself to a great big rollicking party. This this particular year feels like that cross point between a night of a symphony and a bloody great party because that was the biggest audience that had ever been ever been at Eurovision at that point. And oh they were going wild. They were having a time of their lives. What a great audience and just a lot of energy in that room. Yeah. This is like the precursor to every American idol and talent show scouting competition. Just the staging, the way they had the lighting set up, every it's really breathed to that era of just over the top, blue lighting, bad hair, just <laughs> all of that good stuff rolled into one massive candy coated festive. So it was great. It's a pity they couldn't get the sound worked out, though, because I've never heard so many of the singers sound like they were off key. Oh, so you think it was a sound issue? <laughs> Can we blame that on them? <laughs> I think it. I think it must have been a sound issue because the, the thing you you I'm always very proud of when I'm when I'm bigging up the Eurovisionists, you know, that the the singers are always singing live in you know in front of all that huge audience, blah blah blah, um, and normally most of them cope pretty well, and I would say good. Half of them in this year will go. You're going, ooh, ooh, <laughs> only ooh. half, yeah, only yeah. Half. yeah. And so I'm thinking, surely there's something. Perhaps they can't hear. Probably they, they all reminded me of Gemini, where normally a Gemini experience is 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 a you know quite a um, a one-off thing. And there were lots of them, lots and lots and lots and lots of times I've written. Can none of these people sing? You know, so. <laughs> Yeah. Now, now you mentioned mentioned Gemini there, Chrissy. Matty, are you aware of Gemini at Eurovision? I am not aware of Gemini. At right, Eurovision. we will say, we will say nothing more on the matter, yeah, we'll, and we'll, we'll leave, leave that treat for a future day. Yes, absolutely, look forward to that. Remember those words. Yes. Why do I have a feeling <laughs> I know which Eurovision we're going to next? So, <laughs> um, so we had our hosts. Um, they were brilliant. They're very engaging. Like. They were like a precursor to uh, Petra and Mons, I think. You know, they had some of those gags. Uh, some of the gags went on a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, you I know, did, they were entertaining hosts. I did keep fast-forwarding them a bit, although I did love their multilingual skills, as you can imagine. I did appreciate that. Yeah, that beginning bit, just from the gag where she comes out with the binder upside down and he turns it yeah. around, I'm just like, okay, you won me over. I get it. It's cute. It's clever. And then they actually went on to the whole language tirade and it just worked really surprisingly well. It was far funnier than it should have been, and it worked way better than it could have. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, no, it was it was good. I think it could have been edited, but it was good. <laughs> um, but then we have music and songs to talk about. But firstly, I just want to talk about the postcards because sometimes postcards are neither here nor there. They're just things that happen. These ones were at times wonderful. At times they were clutching at straws. You know, we had some great things. And we also had a lamp from Denmark or a suntan from a skiing holiday in Austria. That was when they were really out of ideas. Yes, they were were clutching at straws there, weren't they? Yes. Or the oranges from Cyprus, was it? Something like that. Apparently a big exporter of oranges in Cyprus. Yeah. So I think it's about time we start talking about the songs. And I think we should start with the positives. Let's talk about... um, all of our sort of top three favourite songs. Um, so, uh, Chrissy, let's start with you. Where do you want to start when, when you're talking about your top? Do you want to start bang at the top or do you want to start, work your way up? Well, I think I'll start um, with my number three because it was actually the number three of the real contest and I don't often do that. And it was also their very first time in the contest, which was Latvia, which I just, I've written a sixes James Blunt wobbly legs in white bell bottoms, strong Jethro Tull vibe. Um, I'm enjoying this nonetheless. I just liked it. And he was the side of, you know, the, he was the kind of um, the, the boy on acid. And I just liked it. I've put performance nine out of ten. Yeah, I did if the monkeys did Beck. <laughs> so. I mean, I think it's great that we've all gone for sort of someone doing something in our notes. Because for me, it was a, like a Latvian Morrissey mixed up with Billy Corgan from the Smashing Pumpkins. And I've got to say, you've already, at your number three, you found my number one. That's my absolute favourite from this year. So I'm I'm happy we're starting on a high because that song, I mean, his voice, like that warble in his voice, the the music, it's like, it's not following a standard sort of rhythm that you would kind of expect. And it's just like really great sort of Britpop indie music, yeah. but with something that X factor, for want of a better phrase. A certain je ne sais quoi. Exactly. Say, yeah. 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 I really, I really liked him. Like I, yeah. he wasn't in my top three, but he was definitely up there. I was just like, I remember the performance. I thought at first I wasn't sure about it. And then the more I listened to it, the more I was just like, okay, yeah, digging, digging it, digging it more. And by the end, I was a whole, so it's yeah. it's good. Yes, I got the sense that I like. I, I was a bit mm, at first, and the more it went on, the more I I I got into you know what was on his side. So yes, yeah, so so Latvia did well. Yeah, yeah, and I I really like that. You know, I I knew this song prior to it rewatching this contest, but I didn't know it was in the two thousand contest. So when this came up, I was like, ah, oh, this song is this this one is in this year. I've forgotten about that. And also reminded me of that viral video um, of the toy making a sound that's either Brainstorm or Green Needle. Because oh, yes. the uh, artist was called Brainstorm, the band was called Brainstorm. So um, I don't know if you've ever seen that video of a toy making a sort of noise and it sounds like either Brainstorm or Green Needle, depending on what words you're thinking of. Yes, it's like that Laurel mm. and Yanny one, isn't it? It's, it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or The Dress. Yeah, yeah, or The Dress. Or The Dress, yeah. Or The Dress. <laughs> On. So what have you got next for us? My, my second was the one that won was Denmark. Um, the, the two old blokes, you know, oh, it, it's always going to go down well with me simply because it's very memorable. I can still sing along to it to right now. And um, and it was just what, what have I actually written about Denmark here? The old geezers with guitars. They actually laugh while they're performing. Worthy winners. Um, a bit of Sparky the Magic Piano. Apparently that didn't go down very well on the day. Uh, there was some kind of, um, you know, a bit of minor scandal from, I think the Russians kicked up a fuss about that. They weren't happy about the vocal effects on the song. Yeah. But when it's used in an artistic way, it wasn't done as auto-tune. It was a vocoder effect used. Yeah. I think that's entirely within reason. Use the technology that's there. Yeah, completely agree with that. They, I think they were the right song to win. I don't really think anything else comes close, in my opinion, but... I liked him. I was two old guys singing about love, yeah, peace, peace, love, and <laughs> yeah, exactly. it was with guitars. Done, yeah, yeah. So, with you saying uh, you, this was the one you think should have won, is this was this your favorite, Matty? Uh, 
it was my favorite. So I've actually uh, broken down my rating system now where I rate them by the song, by the performance, by how memorable it is, and just the overall opinion I have of it. Uh, this was the only one that got more than one five. So this one was, yeah, it was, it was my favorite. I liked it. Oh, good. Um, I mean, there's, I, I, I think it's because I'm a, a musician. I'm always looking for those little things that make it musically interesting. And there's two things in that song. The bass line, that, that kind of, that's just hairs on the back of my neck standing up. And I can never get the rhythm. I've listened to it repeatedly. But the uh, backing singers clap out like it's almost like flamenco rhythm at times. Mm-hmm. And that bit's like, oh, this is just great music. I, I put this forth only just because, I mean, honestly, this, this Eurovision is a treat for me. There's so many songs that I love, like, we we have to get to like position like thirteen out of twenty four before I'm starting to say I don't really love this song. Anything from the top twelve, I'm like, yeah, this song's brilliant. And honestly, "Flying the Wings of Love" by the Awesome Brothers, just it's just a joyful song. And then this is again so year two thousand is from when I was watching Eurovision, but not really engaged with it. Kind of a, a casual watcher. Before I became, you know, really, really into Eurovision. And this song was actually turned into a dance song, I seem to remember, from a no- like later on in the noughties. And I remember when I first sort of went, you know, got really into Eurovision, I came back to this song, it's like, wait, that's a Eurovision song? It was one of those moments. Uh-huh. I've got the original. I've got the original beer scores from the year two thousand here as well. So I've got oh, go the, on, tell us the, how many beers. No, no, but I mean, I won't. But you know, all our comments <laughs> from that era, you know, and it's what's. It, I, I deliberately don't look at them before I rewatch the contest, and I see how often I, 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 you know, match up with what we were saying at the time. And sometimes I am, you know, scarily similar. And sometimes there's things I, you know, I, I've changed my mind completely. So hmm, I'm just trying to see what I said about Latvia. Oh, yes. Chrissy says he's sweet about Latvia, you see, doing an REM. That's what we said at the time. You know, we're always, you know, yeah, looks a bit like Jarvis Cocker, looks a bit like Mick Jagger. You know, we're, we're always bringing up. Um, yeah, I'm not going to say what we said about the beer score there because it's, it's, I'm not going to admit to what I wrote there. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> yes. El Scandalo. Yeah, El Scandalo. <laughs> see, yes. Um, yes. And do you want my, my number one? Absolutely. Oh yes. Well, well, it's not. It's it's not very unusual for me. Um, as you know, I I I am predisposed to love this country, and that's Iceland. I always love the Icelandic entry. I didn't like his tattoos and his big baggy low crutch trousers. He would, they yeah. looked awful. They yeah. just looked awful. But <laughs> yeah. the song was great. Yes, exactly. But but the the song I know. I've had it downloaded on my phone for a long time. So as soon as I hear it, I'm jigging along. So so that was a kind of familiarity thing for me. That that you know I've known this one for a long time. And as soon as it came, I went, oh yes, it's that. So that's why I I like Iceland so much. But yes, I did not like I did not like the look of the of the performance. I have to say. So this was August and Telma um, with Tell Me. Um, I mean, they they were having a great old time at a karaoke bar, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. But those trousers were unspeakable, unspeakable. It, it sounded like a lesser known sort of Beatles B side, maybe a Beach Boys song. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean, this this again, it fell high for me. I put it six. Not my absolute favorite, but a really very enjoyable song. Cool. So I haven't, I haven't upset you greatly with those three. Few. <gasps> I'm, I'm relieved, boys. No. Yes. No. Not angry at all. <laughs> yeah, I might, I might be more of the, the anger causing right now. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let, let, let's hear your righteous ang- anger, Matty. What's making you so angry? Well, the ones that, the ones I haven't, uh, that we haven't touched on yet, like Denmark and Malt. Uh, Denmark was my number one, obviously. Yes. Uh, then it goes to Netherlands for me. I really enjoyed that No Goodbye song by Linda, whatever, with the circus um, tricks where she came out looking like a bad drag queen and left looking like a worse drag queen. <laughs> Linda, so, uh, uh, makers. Yeah. Yes. I liked it. It was catchy. It was fun. And I can remember it, which for me matters. But maybe it just, it might be even better just because of what was before it. But uh, yeah, the fact that she came out with that big dress was just like, okay, good. And then had the dancers underneath it, just like, okay, good. There was nothing about it I didn't like. It was catchy. It was cutesy. It was enough. So, 
yeah, I I didn't hate it. I I enjoyed that. That was camp, and you know yeah. this is a big thing for me. I enjoy anything that's a bit camp. Um, so yeah, the big old circus tent, as uh, Mister Wogan called it. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, we started off camp. It continued to be camp all the way through to the end. Um, musically, it wasn't for me, but as far as performance goes, very enjoyable to watch. Yes, topless blokes leaping about. That's all I've written here. So, yeah. No, it was quite quite low down for me. I'm afraid, Matty. I was 19 out of 24 for me. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. It's it's for me. She reminds me of a lot of a Canadian artist named Deborah Cox. So, as Deborah Cox goes to Eurovision and sings, you know, Deborah Cox song in Eurovision, it was fine. It was fun. It I liked it. The other, um, I also had Iceland in my top five. The other one is Norway for me. Norway was one I really enjoyed. My heart goes boom. Da, 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 yeah. da, 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 da. Which is very unusual for me because it is another super camp, super pep song, which I'm not normally into as much. And they were no bewitched. They were no Spice Girls. They were no All Saints. But they were fine. They did good. <laughs> they were there. Yeah, they, they held up. Uh, I remember talking to you before being like, Girl groups will always have a place in Eurovision. I now have an asterisk beside that, with the exception of one country. But, you know, they will always have a place where they can come and do well. And this, I just thought, was a fun, girly, if Cindy Lauper cloned herself three times in the 80s and had all three of her personas on stage at one time, yeah. and they were all the same persona, that would be that. They would be charmed. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the Spice Girls sort of legacy was felt during that song, I think. Yeah. Actually, during a, a, quite a few of the uh, acts from this year, you could mm-hmm. feel the influence that the Spice Girls had on music in the mid to late 90s um, very strongly. Uh, I, I like that song, you know, musically reminded me of Lust for Life mixed with, by Iggy Pop, uh, mixed with Walking on Sunshine by Katrina and the Waves. Yeah. Um, there was a, a lot of musical similarities there. Yeah, I've put You Can't Hurry Love, it reminded me of. Yes, yeah, it very is Motown. as well. Mm. Yes, I've got Sixtus Motown vibe. But but interestingly, under the Netherlands and Norway, I have written in both times, not great at hitting the notes. Also not hitting all the notes. It seems to be, for me, you know, uh, I, 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 it's just a, a repeating thing all through this contest that yeah. I kept wincing slightly. Well, I, I put the, the, the one note I had, it's just like they're not quite Atomic Kitten, they're Radioactive Puppy. <laughs> <laughs> so um my favorites we, we've already discovered my absolute favorite uh brainstorm uh my star love that song uh, this afternoon i started playing on my ukulele i'm gonna learn that one that's, a, that's such a great joyous song uh but my number three is one of the big four because this is when oh. italy didn't take part in the contest uh, so we were down to the big four. or This was actually the first year we had the big four as well, with a guaranteed placement for uh, France, UK, Spain and Germany, along with the host nation in the grand final. Everyone else had to make their way to there based on previous results. Um, I have a habit of not enjoying songs from France. This year was an exception. Uh, because uh, Sophia Mistari, with a song I'm not going to try pronouncing. Uh, Chrissy, can you help me with a pronunciation, please? What was it called? I can't remember. Honora Lux. Honora la Celle. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> because, yeah, <laughs> I, I knew I would not be able to pronounce that one. I, I really, really enjoyed that one. Um, it was like Savage Garden kind of indie. Um, like it really reminded me of, of "Truly Madly Deeply" by Savage Garden, but like as if it was sung by uh, Macy Gray. Like a night, I I am a sucker for a husky female voice. Yeah, her voice was amazing. I will ne- I will not give any points off for her voice. Great voice, but um, but <laughs> I, and it feels like it's a big but. I'll put it. I'll put it this way. Uh, how many times is France going to send a female singer who stands alone on stage and just sings? Until they win. <laughs> Until they win is the answer. 
they are going to beat this horse to the ground until they get the result that they want. It was like it was a fine song. Um, for me, it was 18th. Yeah, well, I, I've, I've written inoffensive and unmemorable, so obviously yeah. it didn't didn't t- and it's a bit higher for me. I've got it a tenth. So yes, it wasn't a disaster for me, but it was one of those those middling ones as I, as we discussed for me. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna fall out no, with both. <laughs> How can you not love that song? It's it's. I right. feel like the song wasn't done justice by the country sending it. That's what I think. I feel like that could have been uh, a much stronger presentation, and I feel like that's where they lost me on this one. So I'd like. So you know my favorite. You know my third from the uh, top. What do you think? my second favorite is because usually i make I'll, i might try and make you guess my favorite but we've already discussed that so i'd like you to have a guess at my second favorite which just so you know so you can have a i'll give you a clue it's UK. it was in it was no the clue is it, it was in the con it was um before in the i'm gonna stop oh, this again this yeah, getting away from me <laughs> yeah put my teeth in start again this song was earlier in the show no that doesn't work my second favorite was before my favorite, if that makes sense in the running order. So in my notes, I put nothing is going to beat this. This is going to be my absolute favorite song. I can't imagine another song beating this for me. So it was before Latvia in the running order. Before Latvia? Yes. That's as much as information I'm going to give you. It was before Latvia. Before Latvia came and stole my heart with his weird wiggly dancing and his warbly voice. I'm going to go... Oh, you go, you go first, Chrissy. I'm going to go Estonia. Okay, and Matty, your guess? Uh, I'm going to guess either Croatia with the discount Fabio or Romania with Elton John Lennon. Wrong, wrong, and wrong again. Oh, we, we don't know you then, do we? Go on, help us out. No, we'll get there. My absolute, my almost absolute favourite until Latvia's little weird dude came and stole my heart was Sweden, Roger Roger Pontari with When Spirits Are Calling My Name. I, I, I'm i not sure how to pronounce his surname, but Roger, oh my God, I love that song. And I can tell from your face, Matty, you do not feel the same way. The song is actually my, like, eighth. It's... It's I. Yeah, I've got it at six. I don't know this. Yeah, I don't know the story behind that song. I'm just like, is this problematic or not? No, it's absolutely not problematic. Uh, so Roger is actually uh, from a Swedish Sami um, uh, mm-hmm. d- descent. So he's when he, the what he's wearing is part of his heritage. There was also um, someone from a Nor- uh, Norwegian Sami tribes as well, the fellow who does the yoiking uh, mm-hmm. vocalizations. And then there is a Cree dancer. But yes, it's all about uh, the traditions of indigenous people and their efforts to protect their territories and cultures. So it's not That's problematic. I actually, I tried to. F- it's actually featuring people from those, you know, the people on stage with him. They're not in a costume, they're in traditional dress from their cultures. So it's, it's not problematic. I've written, the song isn't bad and he can really sing, but it's barking mad. But no, nah, I, I, I was a big fan of that. And it was just, it was big, bold and brash. I, I loved it. I really did love it. And when that song came, I, like I say, I just didn't think anything could steal my heart more than that. But... It, it happened. What I, like the one thing I did find really interesting about that song is you can see like the starting point for where Kino would kind of pick this up and run with it later for that sound for that. And just, yeah, I, I didn't have enough time to kind of go into the research and edit and like find out more about it. And I wish I had, I maybe may, maybe would have appreciated it even more, but just in that moment, I was just like, I don't know how to, think about this so yeah i mean terry rogan's commentary he goes oh, oh, oh there's a red indian red indian on stage and at that moment i was like oh yeah that was one of the things that may have tainted oh, my Lord. my opinions of it where i'm just like oh terry no <laughs> but i i did the first thing i did was go i i looked at the song's background I was like 
is this song problematic? I read up on it, it was like, oh, thank God it's not. I can continue enjoying this song. <laughs> um, so that's our tops covered. I think it's time we start to talk about the songs that we like oh, the least. Please, please. <laughs> to be diplomatic start. about <laughs> it. Go ahead, Matthew. Go, go, ahead. go for it. This song has two of the worst songs I have ever heard. But for some reason, they're not in the bottom because I remember them more. But let's just say they didn't make me happy. And I didn't <laughs> like them 100%. Yes, I think I might know who you might mm-hmm. be talking about. Um, and one of those um, it is my absolute bottom as well. Um so, so um, do you want to tell us a bit more? Well, my my absolute bottom is actually Ireland. <laughs> oh, thank God you hate that song, because that's just a I, bad song. <laughs> for Ireland, I have written out uh, Discount Michael Bolton, Faux Inspirational Love, Love, Peace, Peace, Saccharin, Nothingness for Christian Radio. That is my takeaway from Ireland. <laughs> yeah. I did not enjoy yeah, there was there was another um, Irish entry uh, some year called Somewhere in Europe, where he this bloke at the piano deliberately went on about you know oh the Trevi Fountain oh the Brandenburg Gate oh the Eiffel Tower oh you know was just chucking in every kind of reference he could, and this was a bit like that you know deeply naff lyrics I've written here. Yeah, a baby suckling on a mother's teeth. It's oh. it's it's just. The worst, just oh. the worst. Oh God, I hate. I, I just hate the fact that Eamon Tall came to the contest in the year two thousand with a song called "Millennium of Love." It's like, oh, that's just a bit on the nose. And then these faux environmentalist kind of lyrics. I mean, I, I, this predates, you know, Greta Thunberg's yes. conception. But to come to the country that she resides in. And come with pretend lyrics that you care about the environment. No, I again, um, like like last one we did, talk about the UK song, it's slacktivism, yeah. but not doing anything. It's going. I'm going to sing about the environment. That's helping. No, and it's yet not. It came sixth in the actual competition. Yeah. I was astounded. I must have. It came sixth. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. All I can imagine is that Europe's ears were painted yeah. on that year. Oh, man. The King yeah. Sixth. Yeah. Astounding. I, I, I had it at 17th, so, you know, I'm also, it's well down there for me, too. 21st for me. There's, there's songs I dislike yeah. even more than that. Well, besides Israel and North Macedonia for me are actually 21 and 22. There's one oh. more between 22 and 24. Oh, well, yeah, I've got Israel and Macedonia in my two bottom ones as well. So, you know, yeah, yeah we're, we're, I think we're all, you know, in harmony, think... which is more than the Macedonian girls were, it has to be said. Oh, beautiful bird. I just, yeah. I have to respect and bow down to that one. That was... <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, so Macedonia sent XXL, which um, incidentally is not my T-shirt size, but is my dungaree size. Um <laughs> In case anybody wants to send me any dungarees from Run and Fly, because I do yeah. like their dungarees. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, well, I think it translates to um, I Love You 100% or something like that. Um, it, it sounded like, you know, there was three different songs being sung at the same time in different keys. Yeah, my notes for this are XXS, XXS Girls. Um, where is the key in capital letters so bad and then all i have after that is people voted for this yeah i've written people people voted for this this is painful to listen to i've written yeah yeah it's it's one of those songs that's so bad it's making it into my rotation of songs to play when i hate myself yeah so just like (laughs) well at least i'm not this yeah (laughs) there was a song that i thought so very, very much the reverse of what happened with my favourites. I was like, I gave one song one out of 100 on my arbitrary scale that I like to use. I was like, that's going to be my, nothing's going to be worse than that. And then XXL came along. I was like, well, I'm going to yeah. have to draw a zero next to that 100%. <laughs> uh, because, I uh, no, this is my absolute least favourite. It was, no, just, just no. absolute no, no, thank yeah. you. <laughs> just, just, I do not want to hear that. Um, and weirdly, it got better when they sung in English. Very usually not the case, and they sounded better when they were in oh. English. 
Usually when people sing in their own native language, a lot of time, if they're not the best singers, maybe. I can confirm that they were not the best singers. It sounds better in a native language. And then like the English is a bit like, yeah. eh. Um, and then you said, also in your bottom three, you had Israel. Uh, well, Israel was my bottom fourth. Oh, bottom four. It's oh, actually sorry. 21. Yeah, I have uh, one other in there, but it's, it's my bottom it's, one. Israel is my bottom one. So yeah, it didn't make me happy. <laughs> Be happy, and and just like I hate everything about them. I hate their look. I hate the fake male male kiss that was just stupid. Which I obviously I have no problem with males kissing. Something that I think you know every male should do one time, but. <laughs> Just, yeah. I hated everything about that. It all felt phony. It all felt fake. It felt like steps, but falls. So if, if steps is going up, then this is elevator to the abyss. <laughs> it's just yeah. awful. No to, no key, no song. Just This is what happens when Aqua Venga Boys get in a bus, drives off a cliff, explodes, and this <laughs> is the musical version of that. That is... Yeah. I yeah. have strong were, opinions about the song. Yeah. So did the Israelis because they basically disowned that artist and that song. Not because of a song, but because of what they did in the rehearsals and then they, they repeated it in the live shows when they unfurled both the Israeli flags and the Syrian flags. They didn't take too kindly to it. Um can't imagine why. No, I can't imagine why. Well. Millennium of Love, remember? Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, obviously we had similar actions with Hatari, uh, you know, ba uh, back a couple of years ago when they yeah. unfilled their Palestinian flags. And yes. they didn't go down too well with the uh, EBU. So people do like unfurling a flag against the EBU's wishes, don't they? Yeah. Well, little, little, well, there's no politics in Eurovision ever. No, no, it says a smidge of politics here. It doesn't go down well, does it? So no, 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 just no. <laughs> Israel, crappy. No. <laughs> and I've written, why would a country send a, um, a group where none of them can sing to a song contest? Oh. I don't know. It was catchy. So syphilis, but you don't want it. Okay. <laughs> For me, like I have here, I have Israel, the name of this ping pong. And my only note for this one was there is no God. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Go on. So what else have you got at your bottom there, Matty? Uh, funny enough, the only thing that's worse than being bad or or bad is being boring in Finland. I have Finland at the bottom just because it. I don't remember it. I don't. Do you remember it? No. So Nina Erstrom with a little bit. Um, yeah, very, very. Um, yeah, we've already talked they, about it too much. Let's they move attended on. the contest. They they definitely were there, and they sang a song, and that's as much yeah. as I could tell you about it. That is, that is a cardinal sin. That is why the UK did so badly. You know, in Eurovision in the last few years, we've been boring. Yeah, and that that's is the not... worst thing you can be. Well, out of the embers, you're going to light up the room. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you and I. We're going I, to light up the room. I quite liked James Newman, so yeah. But no, oh, I'm, James is lovely, I and the song's a, a lovely song, just not yeah. memorable enough for Eurovision. Yeah. I've got Finland ha exactly halfway down. They're about 13th for me, so yes, that's it. That, that, that falls into the unmemorable, inoffensive, bleh sort of group. Yeah. I, I, I was like, it was like Finnish cores, like kind of stuff you might yeah. find in a background of like a montage scene in a rom-com. Well, yes, it's definitely the, the Irish scene because I've got a touch of the I diddly here, which is my my way of, you know, pointing out that way where you get that kind of Irish influence, you know, because yeah. you get, oh, here comes the fiddle, you know, and yes. Yeah. Right, there was a fiddle. Yeah. That's it. Were there any other songs that were in the bottom for you guys, other than the oh, ones that really stood out as being at the bottom? Belgium was pretty low for me. That was third Belgium. in the bottom. Belgium. Poor Belgium. They they did not do well that yeah. night, did they? No. It says... Um, uh, 19 for okay, me. I've got girl in appalling dress. Looks like a bridal dress from the dressing up box. You know, <laughs> again, not hitting the notes. You know, it's... Um, yeah, and from 1998, I absolutely loved the French-speaking um, Belgian entry, and which was called Die Oui, as in say yes. And I've written Die Oui, it ain't. <laughs> so, no, I didn't like it at all. It was just grim. 
and I, you know, it's, it's my third to bottom. Israel, then Macedonia above them, and then Belgium came third from the bottom for me. See, I didn't, again, uh, Belgium for me fell into that kind of no man's land of, you know, not particularly interesting and bad, not good. It just, you know, it was a bit too earnest. It was cheesy without being camp. I, I, I like, you know, mm. cheesy when it's camp. Yes. Cheesy when it's like too earnest. Hell no. No, thank you. Um, it, yeah, it, it came 20th for me. Yeah, and it, Just, came bot- it came bottom in the real thing as well. I think it was underscored in the real thing. There was definitely worse songs that scored a lot better than it. But they were memorable, at least. Like, my that, only song true, this song yes. is, why does this feel so long? <laughs> but It started, I, it didn't go anywhere. Yeah. It was my opinion. So, Chris, you got any other ones that we haven't mentioned in your... Um... I absolutely do. So... At the absolute bottom, I've got Macedonia because that song is just. We all agree on that. Done. It's in my head now forever. Yeah, you're right. It is a bit catchy. It's got a catchy melody. It would have been great if it was sung properly. Yeah, it's the COVID 19 of music of that song. Um, Now, for me, like. There was just songs I was like, well, this is going to be my least favourite song. I can give that a low score. And then someone else came along. So I'm going to start with my third from the bottom, which at one point was my, oh, nothing could be worse than that. And that was Romania, who sent Taxi with The Moon. It was like, what? I was like, well, this is like a very nasal uh, Bono from U2. Um, you know, sat on his stool playing his guitar with his like a lawnmower in a distance kind of singing voice. And then I almost fell off my seat when the guitarist came up looking like the edge from U2 um, played that quite really good kind of solo. Go give the credit to the guitar solo. The guitar solo was brilliant. But when the fact that we've got both like an edge lookalike and a Bono lookalike, I basically fell out of my seat. Yeah, I think I've come up. I will never come up with a portmanteau better than this. Uh, I called him Elton John Lennon. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, I mean, I thought as well when that song started. I thought I was going to enjoy it because we started a bit of jazzy, the panpipes. I was like, yes, this is going to be like uh, Georgia when they sent um, that jazz number. Um, oh gosh, what was it called? One with the um, the parachuter. Oh, I did it on one of the NQ files, and now I've forgotten the name of it. Three, um, three seconds to Earth, whatever it was called. I'll pop it in the show notes. I can remember it, and I thought we were going down that route. I was like, yes, I'm ready for this. And I think most of my problem with that song is that I was stolen what could have been a great song that was stolen from me. I'm not going to forgive them. They took what was mine. See, I I thought that's why I thought you would like that song was because of the pan flute and because of the like because of the song itself. But he was not good. No, I just have an unreasonable enjoy. level of hate for you yeah. too, and anyone that reminds me of you too is just gonna get it in the neck from me. I think that I think that's understandable. Yeah. I've written out of tune and out of time. Oh dear, and I I've also written the verse is quite pleasant, but oh, he is so flat. So obviously, so flat. flat. Yeah. It's you thing. What 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 what's what's your one job when you go to the Eurovision is to sing. So you had one job, Romania. <laughs> but after Romania, we got a few more songs in, and I was like, "Oh, this is the worst song that I'm going to hear tonight." So I gave this song one point out of one hundred because I thought nothing could be worse than this, and I was wrong because then we got. Uh, you know, Macedonia with XXL. And this pains me because this song was written by someone who wrote one of my favourite Eurovision songs from the 90s. But, oh dear, Germany. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear, Germany. What were you thinking? Stefan Raab with Vada Hada Duda Da. It was was Ali G. (laughs) Inspiration. Period. Like I could, I the best thing about that song was where the lights went out and he was a bunch of stars. That yeah. was it. <laughs> I liked that. 
Yeah, it's my fourth from bottom as well, Chris. It was very, it was really, really. And then when it came fifth in the real thing, I've just put so many question marks. You know, what WTF is all I can say there is. What the fresh hell? Yes, exactly. Um, It says, the rap makes me want to pull my eyelashes out, I've said here. So, yeah. I mean, I I appreciate it's because I don't understand German well enough. to. to, And I know he's singing tongue twisters in German. I, I know that. I'm aware that he's doing something quite difficult. But even so. But if your gag only works for people who speak German, it ain't translating well, because he's a comedian. Yeah. I think the person who did that song is a comedian over in Germany. So that makes sense for your Ali, Ali G reference. Yeah. You know, it's a very regional kind of inside joke, which probably transfer, translated well to people who speak German. And I, I guess the whole showmanship of it is what scored it so many points. I mean... How did that come fifth? No, How? Exactly. It's trying much too hard to be funny and then not being funny. There's something terribly painful about that, isn't there? I, I put, who is this song for? Dad Rock Does Country. Yeah. <laughs> there was a fair bit of uh, the country vibes at this Eurovision. Yeah. There was a him. There was Estonia with... I mean, what did um, Terry Wogan consider tight pants? Because they were not tight. Oh, they were. <laughs> They were because I, I I noticed it after he mentioned it, and in in the original, um, beer score notes they are mentioned as well. Um, which where are we? Estonia. Where are we? Estonia. Oh oh yes. <clears throat> I can't I can't say that. Uh, uh. <laughs> can can See, I, I just say this for you, and then then you can. Then, yeah, it says. <laughs> See, I, I think I'm comparing it to my sort of emo kid skinny jean days. Yeah, but you don't have those bits that we have up there and you really don't want those kind of tight trousers. It's not good if you're a gal, I tell you. Well, it just shows that neither of us were looking in that area, so yeah. that probably says more about us than it does about anyone else. Yeah. No, it's when he mentioned the trousers, I thought, oh, really? And then I went, ooh, and then when I looked back at our notes, I thought, ha-ha, it did not go unnoticed 21 years ago either, so. See, that was well, me just thinking, just... well, they've got like a bit of a flare at the bottom, they're not that tight at all. No, 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 no. they were tight just where they don't need to be tight. <laughs> I just remember, like, the one thing I remember from his commentary was he kept saying that this was a favourite going in, and I just kept thinking, really? This one? Yeah. Well, This but, is a favourite? Well, yes, because he's, he's quoting the bookies, you know, because, you know, there's always plenty of, um, you, know, um, you know, information from the bookies coming out about what the favourites are, so that's what he's quoting there. Mm-hmm. But when he said, like, that was a favourite, and then I noticed when Denmark came out, there was no mention of that being a favourite at all, and I found that really surprising. Well, he said that he thought it would do well, but that it wasn't listed as a favourite. And he was right. Mm. It did do quite well. I mean, it won the thing. Yeah. Um, so By a healthy margin. <laughs> very, say. very good margin, yes. Um, so there's just two songs on the Big Four we've not touched on. So I'm going to hold off on the UK yet. Has anybody managed to formulate a strong opinion on Spain? Yeah, Spain's my number five. What? <laughs> um, Do tell. Um, let's. I've written a uh, uh, blind guy singing typical intense spango ballad. Looks like a trendy vicar, and he can sing. Low embarrassment trendy. factor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he looks a bit like Max Headroom up against the blue spotty background. He did look like Max Headroom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. So I didn't. So yes, I, I just thought it was the low embarrassment factor because it was just so nice yeah. that somebody who didn't. I wasn't going ooh, not hitting the notes because he actually was hitting the notes. So that was you know. So that was a uh, Seraphin Zubiri with Colgado de un sueño. Yep. Is, Hanging is from that, a dream. That? Colgado de un sueño. Very good. Yeah. Hanging from a dream. I don't know what it means, but you know that's what it means. Yeah. I mean, lo- I, a lovely voice. I can't fault his singing ability. But it just did not inspire me. No. It wouldn't inspire me to pick up the phone back then 
or, you know, ask the bill payers permission to then pick up the phone, as, you know, would have been back in 2000. I'm just going to see what we said about it back in the day. I can tell you what I said about it. My note for this one was blind. (laughs) That was... That was, it was a one word, um, yeah. Yeah, and I'm just like, it's, I, I, have, I think you're absolutely right. It's completely inoffensive. It's, yeah. it's, it's the tapioca song of the evening. Yeah. Nothing to write home about. Nothing to get crazy over. Yeah. Just a song. It happens. It exists. It's done competently well. It's a perfectly cromulent song. So. <laughs> yes, our original notes just say pleasant. Oh dear. Pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's damning with faint praise, isn't it? You know. Uh, my my notes brought to mind uh, a certain dog sitting in a fiery room with a mug of tea. Oh, this oh, is no. fine. This is fine. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's all it was. It was. It's fine. It's, yeah. it's, you know, he came to the contest. He brought a song and he sang his song. Yeah. And then he went home. <laughs> yeah. It was sweet and cute, and it was fine. Yeah. Pleasant. Pleasant. Yeah. So. My, my scores for this are two, two, three. Yeah. <laughs> I gave him forty-eight out of one hundred. You know, it was it was all right. It, nothing wrong with it. Just yeah, it, it existed yeah. in that moment. Yeah. Well, I gave him fourteen right. out of twenty, and that just and because that was my fifth, that just shows you how low I scored most of them. Because yeah. unlike you, Chris, I, I don't think this was a um, you know a vintage year. And I've written in my notes at some point, I didn't download anything from the 2000 CD. And I'm beginning <gasps> to see why. That's what I've That's, written here. I mean, you're wrong because there's so many great songs. <laughs> well, if some of well, them had been sung properly, it would have been would have helped. I suppose there is only one more left in the big four. And that's the most accurately titled. Yeah. Nikki French is actually very funny when she talks about this and about the irony of the song title. So, you know, yeah. she is, she's not unaware of that. So She looked like Nicola Sturgeon in drag. <laughs> and I liked that. It was not the best song. It, it came for me. I put it, um, you know, fairly middle of the pack, 14th. It was a fine song. A little, I enjoyed it a little bit more than Spain. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Um, the backing vocalists, the male backing vocalists, this is a very British reference. They look like um, Ivan Dobsky, the meat safe murderer from Monkey Dust with their big collars. Which I, I, that's a very niche reference. Of, I've never heard of these people, no, quite. I've written, she looks like somebody's mum. I also thought she looked like a wine mom. Yeah. Just had that vibe. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I actually knew Nikki French because I I am obsessed slightly with Total Eclipse of the Heart in all of its versions. Uh-huh, yeah. And, like, I grew up with Nikki French on the Dance Mix 95 CD back in the day in Canada. It was the cool CD to have <laughs> back when those were things that you had. I- but, yeah, Nikki French had it re- resonated with me. And then as soon as I saw the song, I was just like, Sure. So <laughs> my only thought was just like it's Abby. It's Abba does Bonnie Tyler. Yeah, it's perfectly. It's perfectly capable song. Yeah, I've put generic song with unfortunate title. Yeah. <laughs> At least she hits the notes. Yeah. She did. Yeah. Yeah, she was perfectly adequate. Yeah. Very very good vocalist and no, I like I said I enjoyed that song. It mm. just wasn't wonderful. It was all right. Um, yeah, so, so that, that was the UK. Is there any other sort of songs that you have any strong opinions on that don't fall within your tops or bottoms or the big four? Well, I've got a strong opinion because I, I, when I, where I have, a bit like most of us, we disagreed massively with what Germany did. I've got one which I've got fourth which came 21st in the real competition. You think, oh, I am well out of um, sync with the rest of... And that was 
Cyprus. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned Cyprus. Yeah, because I've got I've got a couple in love, you know, doing the kind of love, love, peace, peace, love thing. Um, singing a duet which builds, he's wearing a lot of hair gel and big white puffy sleeves, but at least competent performance. Actually not bad, I've written here. And that came fourth. That's how um, you know, um I so, put that fifth because I really their voices matched together yeah. so well. Yeah. And it was dramatic, it was intense. I love that song. No, it's yeah. really good. Again, this is one of those songs that doesn't fall into my top three. Yeah. But I really, really enjoyed. Yeah. So yeah, I'm so I'm glad that you're with me there because for fourth in my order to to twenty first in the real order was that was a big drop for me. So Yeah. I think it's funny that your was fourth, Chris was fifth, I was sixth. Ah, so so I think we're all on the same wavelength there. I I always feel like there's one song in every uh, Eurovision that sounds like the James Bond song. Yeah. This was the James Bond song. Uh, my my only shady note is that Go Go Boy sings to his mother. Um, <laughs> didn't they? Didn't look like they. Also, uh, what the hell is he wearing? And yeah. awful hair. Yeah. But the other thing that caught me about that is just like one of the drummers was female. I didn't notice that until I saw they had a belly ring. I was just like, no one has a belly button ring anymore. <laughs> and then just, that was a very of its time thing to have in the noughties, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I also want to give a, 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 an apology to Russia. I want to apologize to Russia. And I won't apologize to Russia very often. Because when this started, I was like, now you're not going to know this reference. I'm going to send you the links to this so you, so you can listen after we finish recording. And it will be in the show notes for, for the listeners out there. Um, my first notes was, this is Laurie Watts chilling my vein at levels of bad. So Laurie Watts is this aspiring singer-songwriter in New Zealand who has some questionable, questionable choices about music and what makes a good song. And I'm going to say nothing more than that um, other than until you've watched it. And so I was like, this is not a great song. I was ready to be giving this like, you know, four out of a hundred. And then I found myself really enjoying it at the end. And and this song, you know, it did all right. And I, it came second. Jesus, did it come second? It came she, second. Oh my God. It's 20, I mean, I would have liked it to be sung better, but, you know, once we got into that key change, I was like, no, this kind of slaps now. I'm into it. Yes, that's another one where I was a massive dis- discrepancy. I, it came second in the real thing. It was 20th for me. Whoops. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I was 14th. I'm kind yeah. of in the middle there. I just, I this bugs me is when there's a discrepancy between, the song is called Solo. Why do you have two badly dressed dancers behind you gyrating yeah. to this song that does not need backup dancers? This is a song that you could park and bark and sell. But I just realized there was something else that was really bugging me. And I think I need to kind of just mention it now with North Macedonia. Once again, going back to the bottom, uh, there was four of them on stage and they had two backup singers on the side. Well, that's because you're allowed six people on. And I think some people they put the extra. How ugly on. were the extra two people that they had to push them off on the side <laughs> and still not help the song in it, the slightest? It'll, oh it'll, my god! It'll never Sorry, beat, going back to it. <laughs> never beat Dana International's backing singers though, where they had three glamorous ones on one oh, side poor and a love. big and a big dumpy one on the other side. You know, and you think, oh, but, she, but she was the one with the voice. <laughs> exactly, she was the one who carried that song. Exactly, and it was just so obvious and uh, embarrassing and sad. I, I felt for that poor woman yeah. because she was yeah. carrying Donna and the other two girls. Yeah. And yet, because I'm, she was a big girl, she wasn't allowed to do all the strutting and being glamorous bit. Yeah. On that note, <laughs> uh, I do feel like the one thing that really turned me off with Terry Wogan was where uh, when he introduced Austria as the rounder girls and he's just like, well, they <gasps> certainly live up to their name. I was just like, how <laughs> dare you? I picked how up on that as well. How dare you? I couldn't believe it when he said, I was like, you bloody they what? They big. None of, they're just perfectly average 40-year-old women out there doing their best. And how dare you crap on them like yeah. that? I was so pissed off. The song was, wasn't memorable. Yeah. For me, it's, what? what is it? 
Oh, Middling, it's, yeah. it's seventh. Uh, <laughs> I was ready to throw hands. <laughs> yeah, that was the one moment that got me. I was just like, Terry, no, no, yeah. we don't say that about beautiful women. I mean, no, you do so, not do it. Talking yeah, about he, Terry, Terry really wanted to hear his own voice talking over the intros of songs and even the outros of songs. He was very yes, interested he in hearing himself. Yeah. I've written here, yet again, the singing is half-cocked. Surely it must be the sound system. They all sound like Gemini. I was getting to the point where I was just, you know, I was desperate at this point to hear somebody who could sing, you know? Yeah, I get it. So that is all of our tops, bottoms, big four, and sort of honourable mentions or dishonourable mentions. Um, we then went to our interval act. Um, when I was looking up, up the year before watching it, I was just saying, oh, what do we have in the interval? Oh, we've got a film called Once Upon a Time Europe Was Covered in Ice. When I read, read that the title was Once Upon a Time Europe Was Covered in Ice, what we got was not what I was expecting. I was expecting something that was like, you know, about Once Upon a Time Europe being covered in ice. Not a very interesting kind of multimedia film, mixed multimedia kind of performance art film, featuring at one point the kid saying Once Upon a Time Europe was covered in ice, and that being the only thing to do with ice. Um, I, I, I spe specifically liked the clip where he went to a market trader. I mean, it would have been a L London market trader. Oi, oi, only one forty, mate. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Not quite sure why, you know, that was our, 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 um, our contribution. <laughs> well, I think what, you guys also want for the world here as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm always annoyed when they go to owners market stores and I, like first time I saw like the, the your fruit in a bowl, it's like, do you get the bowl as well? You know, you don't, we just use that for display purposes. And right. shove it in a bag. Yeah, but that's so it's pre pre um weighed out for you. <laughs> like, I want to pick my own oranges, thank you very much, and please. Yeah, my own oranges from Cyprus. Quite yes. Anyone um, want to mention that the dance routine with the stripy jumpers and the lumpy trousers? And the huge. The only thing I remember about that was they were wearing my mom's shoulder pads. <laughs> that's that's about it. It was fine. It was dance. It was cool. That felt like very much the sort of interval act that is rather than keep watching the show, you know, when they've had like the big names on recently, you know, even Madonna, you know, bless her heart, she could not sing live. No. You know, that's like a, we want you to watch the, sh the show. We want you to watch a contest. This was go away and vote, come back in 10 minutes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's fine. We get it. We know what's going on. <laughs> You're all making a brew, going to the loo. Refilling your, you know, your your pints or your your wine glasses, whatever your tipple is, come back soon. Um, but musically, I actually really enjoyed that piece of music. It was interesting, like the way that the things like being said by people filmed across Europe tied in to match the rhythm and the melody of the music. Very interesting how it was done. Mm -hmm. But I do prefer an act that is meant to keep you watching rather than being a thing that exists for filling time. Yeah. Um, and then we go on to the voting weirdness section of the show. Uh, fairly uneventful. We did get the uh, coordinator of the Eurovision Song Contest uh, doing like the the naughty's equivalent of available on iTunes yes. yeah. with the CD, <laughs> which I of course have because I do own lots of CDs, Matty, along with my huge vinyl collection. Because you know, one day when it all goes down, I'll still own all my music, and you lot will have lost all of yours. So you know. Yeah, I, I used to have a large CD collection, and uh, I just don't anymore. Yeah. Just downsized. Uh, I'm just going to go and fetch my... Hang on. Carry on without the boys. <laughs> yeah. I just have to say, with the voting this year, do you think that Cyprus was just there and being like, what do we do? What do we do? <laughs> who who do we give points to? <laughs> <How> do <we laughs> vote? <laughs> what do we do now? Yes, because uh, Greece had dropped out of this contest due to mm -hmm. uh, financial difficulties. Uh, Greece very famously had some problems with finances during the noughties. Uh, and Christy's just returned from uh, her CD collection and brought over her Eurovision 2000 CD. Well, 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 because when the woman said it, she said, we can get I thought, I've got that. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, I think probably I've gone through it. Oh, look, it's all falling to bits. Um, yeah. There you are. And they're the only two I downloaded. There you are. Iceland, 
and Denmark, and that's from all that time ago. So there you are. I, I think you need to revisit that CD and enjoy <laughs> yeah. some more, because at least on that version, you'll have the properly sung yeah. versions that have you know multiple repeated takes to get the right notes yes. in the right places. And the auto tune, mm-hmm. yes. They may actually be in the right key. Yeah. Indeed. Um, um, I'll listen. I'll make a point of listening to Macedonia Boys, and I'll repeat back. You know, I'll report back <laughs> about what they sounded like. Yeah. Let me know how you like it on a scale of one to one hundred percent. Yes, we'll do. <laughs> Um, so one of my favourite things that happened in this one was Terry Wogan proudly announcing that the BBC is responsible for the scoreboard and then up on on the screen comes this janky early 90s computer graphic map of Europe like you shouldn't have said that Terry beep boop boop (laughs) beep one point boop beep beep boop Two points. It reminded me of like so. Uh, this this is the this is the nineties vision of the future. Yeah, it really they was. weren't quite there yet in the noughties. <laughs> yeah, it reminded me very much of like the sort of graphics that you'd have in like a kid's sort of educational TV show that the teacher would wheel a TV into the classroom when it was in primary school when they didn't really feel like teaching. <laughs> you know that I put on like um of what was the one? There was one that had. Um, like this floating kind of yellow thing that would help you teach you how to write letters. Um, I'll have to ask Sarah because uh, my fiance Sarah, she's a teacher. She remembers it, and she'll tell me exactly what that character was called. And I'll pop it in the show notes because I can't remember what it was called now. Very, very nineties graphics that they shouldn't have been proud of. Well, I, I when I was at primary school, there was only one time that um, a television was um, wheeled into our classroom, and it was in July 1969. So what happened then? Was that anything Man landed Man on landing. the moon. Oh, <laughs> yes, it was, um, obviously it was um, not live because that happened in the evening, and, but, you know, we watched a, a programme about it because it just happened, yeah. And that was yep. the only time. But it was quite a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, I hear, I hear around that time it was kind of important. They, they, yeah. they spoke about it once yeah. twice. <laughs> once or twice, yeah. yeah. Um, so we didn't get uh, a televote tele- from the Netherlands, sadly, because there was a, a, a disaster in the country, uh, a fireworks-based uh, disaster. Uh, storage situation um, yeah. was not good. So that sadly, sadly happened. Um, so they had to sort of plough through with the points from the their sort of backup jury. Yeah. I felt I felt really bad for the woman delivering the vote. She was like, so I sort of, you know, announced to the biggest party of the year. There's been a national disaster in Never- in the in the Netherlands. Um, I can't tell you anymore. Sorry. Yeah. Here's the point, though. Yeah, yeah that was oh, unfortunate. We, we all went ran away and looked it up, didn't we? Straight away. Yeah. Because I certainly did. Because I thought, what what on earth happened? And so yes, there were quite a few fatalities, and it was a fireworks factory that went up, wasn't it? Or a, or a it warehouse? Was. Yeah. Warehouse. No. And, and it remind me very much of the explosion that happened uh, last year in Lebanon. Oh, you go. Yeah. Um, and I I'm, I was working when that happened, and I just saw you know had the Twitter feed open, um, and I just saw all this footage, and it was yeah, quite quite um, harrowing. So I imagine it must have been very similar sort of levels of destruction, I imagine. So very sad. Um, So, yeah, I felt for the poor uh, spokesperson for the Netherlands, you know, having to deliver the points after that. Uh, If I was the EBU, I would have said, like, we will announce them for you. Yeah. But that was the choice they made. Um, I enjoyed uh, when uh, Romania only gave Denmark one single point and it was booze around the audience. Yes. Like, how very dare you? <laughs> was there anyone who didn't give Denmark points? Good question. Yeah. I feel like they got points from everybody. Uh, I think they did as well. Croatia, um, Macedonia, well, they've, they've got great music today, and Turkey, those three. Oh, they didn't give Denmark any? Yeah. Very, very rude. All written by hand, notice. <laughs> I worked that out, so, yes. Um, yeah, uh, we had uh, Wogan obsessing over Estonia's trousers again. He was really on a mission to keep talking about those. 
I was confused how Germany did so well because that song was not it. And I'm embarrassed to see that we gave Ireland 10 points, the UK. Yes, you did. Oh, yes. dear. That does not surprise me. We're no. the country that voted to send the wrong song to Eurovision 2019. And we gave um, Russia eight points. So, good Lord. Yeah. For great decision making, always go to the British voting. Yes, we are very good at. There is a very obvious Brexit joke there, but <laughs> yeah, I'm just yeah. well, quite yes. You can always rely on yeah, yeah. So we got to the penultimate set of points, and even though Turkey only gave Denmark one point, it didn't matter because at the end of Turkey's points, Denmark had an unassailable lead. Once it was confirmed, they weren't giving 12 points to Russia. It was done deal at that point. And the Olsen brothers won with Fly on the Wings of Love. And I was really happy that they won because I like when somebody writes a song and then performs it themselves. I yeah. think you get a better connection from the singer with a song that's self-penned. You also get something different rather than just a young, sexy person up there who sings something nice. Which Are you has saying a they weren't young and sexy? Well, they can be. They they were definitely sexy, but you can <laughs> confirm. I think they are the oldest winner when you at the time and combined their age, they're the oldest act. Yeah. So. And they're real brothers, and you can kind of tell. Yeah. You know. It was sweet. It was nice. It was cute. They deserved it. It was the best song of the evening, in my opinion. I'm not sure and about. I'm not sure about that. That logo is the, the the sort of the lips for the um. For me, it felt like I was watching a Rocky Horror tribute act at times mm. when I kept seeing the lips. Yeah, what was like? Was that a reference to the 1999 winner? I thought it was just because <laughs> you know sound comes out your mouth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I have nothing. It's yeah. lips. Good old lips. Lips are very useful. They they keep your food in when you're eating. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um yes. I think we've um yeah, I think we've said everything we need to say. It was it was a fine Eurovision with some great highs and some extremely memorable lows that now live rent free in my head forever, no matter how much I try to evict. So They'll be there a hundred percent of the time. Yep, and I love them. Yeah. Love them. Be happy. So, are you ready to find out what year we're going to next? Yes, please. Where are we going next? Where are we going next? So, we're coming to the UK. 2012. <laughs> Sadly not. <laughs> I wish that meant... 2022. 77? We are... Going to ninety-two, a lovely town up north. Harrogate, 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 Harrogate. nineteen eighty-two. Harrogate. Yes, <laughs> Harrogate, nineteen eighty-two. Donde esta Harrogate? Oh, I can remember this. Jan Leeming, she was the um presenter. <sighs> so, days. were you at this one? No, no, I was in Spain watching it with Germans and uh, Germans <laughs> who were very cool going, oh, Eurovision is so uncool. And we all watched it on this sort of 12-inch black and white TV that we had. And, of course, Germany won for the first time. So it was round to the bar where they bought drinks. Spoilers? Yeah. Come on, Chrissy. <laughs> Come on. What is Forget what she just said. <laughs> it's only 30 years ago. 40 years, 40 40 years, years ago. ago. 40 years ago. 40 years ago, yeah. I don't know. I still think it's 2020. Yeah. <laughs> so, next time, Eurovision 1982 from the great Yorkshire town of Arrogate. Arrogate, aye. So, until next time, bye. 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 <laughs>